Hello and welcome to this edition of Community Connections. My name is Chuck Curlin. Today I am joined by Teresa Oliver. She is the Executive Director of the Literacy Council of Norristown. Teresa, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you here. What actually is the Literacy Program of Norristown and what does it encompass? The Literacy Council of Norristown serves adult learners who, uh, we have two programs. Um, one is adult basic education and these are American-born English-speaking adults who need help with uh, improving their reading, math skills, or getting their GED. The other side of our program is English as a Second Language and we uh, provide English language instruction for people from all over the world um, who, who live here now and need to learn to speak English at a level where they can communicate and function in life. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. Well, how did you get involved? Like, uh, did one day you say, hey, this looks like something I'd like to do? Or mm -hmm. I know it's probably more volunteer-based, correct? Yeah. yeah, it started out, I started out as a volunteer. Um, actually, I walked in in 2005 or somewhere thereabouts mm -hmm. and wanted to just work with a, uh, an adult learner because that's what I know how to do. It was, <laughs> it was something I can volunteer and be good at. Um, and I worked with him for a few years, helping him with his reading. Um, that's all we worked on was, you know, worked on his reading. Then I had a little group because I've always been fascinated with languages and you know people who come here and learn to speak English. I was like okay let me explore that a little bit. Had a little group mm -hmm. of seniors, um, a lady from Korea, a gentleman from Venezuela and a, uh, another woman from Turkey and we had a little group where we we just talked you know and that's all they wanted to do was talk and, and practice speaking English. All right. um, then I volunteered my services for the uh, classes mm -hmm. because they got me more exposure with different kinds of people. Um, before I knew it, I was being invited into the office to work, you know, <laughs> full time. And I was like, I didn't come here looking for a job. I came here to volunteer and, you know, feed my soul and, and do what I knew how to do best. And I wound up with a job and, and been the executive director since 2009. So obviously you were doing something right. I think so. It turned into a full time job. <laughs> I think so. That's fantastic. Now, mm -hmm. uh, give us an idea of what's the uh, size of the organization in terms of how many people are you helping with and how many volunteers are involved? Okay, well the size of the, the enrollment varies from year to year but on average we serve about 200, 250 students that's on both sides, the adult basic ed and the English language learners. Um, we are a small nonprofit. I am the only one there full-time. Um, my assistant is part-time. We have a student tutor uh, coordinator and a tutor trainer who she's also part-time. So we have a small group of about 10 folks who are, you know, work for the organization. And then the volunteer tutors, the core of them, is about 40 of them who are actively working right now one-on-one -on -one with our adult learners. And they're all volunteers. They come from the community at large. We put them through a, 12, a tutor training workshop, which gives them the broad strokes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we match them up and support them as they're helping their adult learner reach whatever goal that they're um, trying to get to. Now, what's the radius of, um, I guess, from where people can come to take advantage of this opportunity to learn mm -hmm. with for literacy? Can they come from anywhere in the area? They can come from anywhere in the area. Um, the vast majority of them come from the immediate Norristown, King of Prussia, Blue, right here in this immediate area. Right. But we've had folks come to us from as far away as, as Collegeville, Schwanksville, um, Bluebell. Um, if they can get to us, uh, we're happy to serve them. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, I know you mentioned that um, they have tutors. That, that Would they go out to the home or do they meet at a public place? Where would they go to meet one-on-one -on -one with a student? Our tutors and students all meet in some place, a place that's public, um, a library. So you, the next time you're wandering around your library and you see a you know, pair sitting in, in the corner working on more than likely one of our tutoring pairs. Um, libraries, the coffee shops, you know, any place where they can sit and have a conversation and, and, and work undisturbed. Um, sometimes they come and um, use one of the uh, rooms at the church where our program is housed. Um, they can use that um, and work with their uh, tutor and student working on that together. Um, but it's always someplace public. We don't go to houses. Um, we want everybody to be comfortable, and when we match them up, it's usually uh, by proximity, so location. So it's not a, uh, a hardship for the student to get there or for the tutor to arrive. So that's the dynamics, making sure mm -hmm. that there's a matchmaker somewhere who's yeah. controlled it, saying, all right, this is what your interest is, and this is what theirs, yes. this is a good match. And that's how that works, yes. Ah. It's, it's very much like matchmaking. <laughs> it really is. Because we try to match people personality-wise, their interests, um, how comfortable they are with meeting the students' needs, because we have some tutors who are, t uh, who are math phobic and they don't want any part of that. But then we have another set of, of people, um, the volunteers, who love math. Uh, we have a couple of um, volunteers who have worked with us for a long time. They, they, that's their thing. They, they're not interested in anything else and that's what they do. So we find students who need help with math and they're very good at their jobs. Well, I, I remember you said something when you volunteered, you started off one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. What was it like when you went in front of a group? Was it a, a, was it a big change in terms of like, now instead of you and I say we're talking one-on-one, -on -one, now all of a sudden you're talking in front of, what, 15, 20 people at a time. Yeah. What was that like? What was that experience like? Well, I think I was nervous. I just don't <laughs> yeah. remember quite, right. you know, but they were... They hung on every word because they were interested in learning to speak English. That was the class. Um, and they were a little shy. So I had to do all kinds of things to make them comfortable right. with. And as soon as they just started you know, having a conversation, we forgot that it was teacher-student kind of thing. And we were just having a conversation. They were learning right. by listening to me and other English language speakers um, and picking up things and then being encouraged to, you know, they taught me as much as I learned. Uh, I'm sorry, they taught me as much as I taught them. Right, it, yeah. that, that was my next question yeah. because you're dealing sometimes with people who speak another language. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're now well versed in multiple languages. I'm mm, sure you can pick up. Like, I can say hello and goodbye in a few. Right. Yes, yes. Um, and it's interesting because um, that helps the learning process. Um, they see me struggle with their language and they don't feel as bad about struggling with the English. It's a, it's, it's a learning thing, mm -hmm. you know, one step at a time, you know. Um, and I always say to them, if I drop, if someone dropped me into their home country and I didn't speak the language, I would have to go through the same thing that you're going through. It's gonna be okay. That's a good way of looking yeah. at it, because put yourself in that yeah. position. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine being put in, into a country that no. our language is totally different? Yes. It yes. would be very mm -hmm. difficult. And I tell my Chinese students all the time. Right. It's like, there's no way. Woo! Yeah, that's well, even so understanding the, the writing, yes. that's the, I think that's more the, of a challenge to understand mm -hmm. how their alphabet's written compared to the English yes. alphabet. Yes, it's, it's totally different. But, it's, but that's when you, you appreciate the courage and the, the fortitude that it takes for somebody who doesn't speak English to come 
to move to an entirely new country, new language, new new culture, new everything, and just make it work. Right. You know, um, you have to give them some props for for doing that. Ah, no yeah. doubt. It's it's amazing when you really think about yeah. it. Going into it, you're you're an alien. Yeah. That's really, exactly that's it. That's exactly it. Yes. Yes. yes There's yes. no doubt. Mm -hmm. What I'd like to ask here is, someone watching this program, mm -hmm. what would they expect and how would they get involved if they wanted to volunteer? Okay. Well, there's a couple ways that they can get involved. Generally, we do one-on-one um, -on -one tutoring, uh, volunteer tutoring, um, and we hold a workshop four times a year where the tutors are um, put through a 12-hour workshop. They get the broad strokes about um, basic learning, uh, how adults learn, um, some of the issues that they would face, and we provide them with some foundational support so that they feel comfortable working with this um, tutor. They're not teachers, they're mm -hmm. just volunteers helping mm -hmm. other folks. Um, after the, the tutor training workshop mm -hmm. is completed, then they're matched up with one of our students, and they're asked, the student and the tutor are asked to commit to 50 hours of working together, um, at the end of which we will do a, another assessment to see how the student has progressed or what adjustments need to be made and then it's ongoing. All right. But at a minimum they're asked to commit to 50 hours of working together. Okay. They meet twice a week. Mm -hmm. um, the tutor and the student, mm -hmm. they're adults, they make the schedule. So it's usually um, a Tuesday, Thursday kind of schedule. Um, sometimes it's a Friday, Sunday. It depends. But they get to make those choices. All we ask it is at least twice a week for a minimum of an hour and a half to two hours and that they commit to 50 hours total. And then we'll do a reassessment at the end, make sure everybody's happy, and then they'll continue on or not. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. what, may, what prompted me to ask the question is, mm -hmm. someone who just graduated from college, that's mm -hmm. what I was thinking about, mm -hmm. and they haven't entered the workforce mm -hmm. yet. This might be a good way to get experience. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it looks good on a resume. Yeah. This might be something that could help them in their career down the line. Uh, yes, it, it, in, in multiple ways. Um, they come out and they get some real life experience with folks who have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that they can do. Um, they learn as much about themselves as they do, you know, teaching or helping someone else find out what their goals are, um, and what it takes to 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 function in the world when you're you're not as well educated as some, and your opportunities aren't open to you. But yeah, it's a good self awareness right. for for both the. the the volunteer tutor. tutor and the adult learner. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's my next point. I guess being the adult learner, mm -hmm. I'm sure insecurities come into play. Oh, yeah. Where they're like, ah, they don't really want to reach out for help mm -hmm. or they don't think they need it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How are you able to realize and say, all right, this would be a good match. Yeah. This is something for you. I mean, do people, how do you get people to reach out? Because I'm sure there's a number of people that don't come forward that mm -hmm. could use the help because, as you know, yeah. literacy is a it's a powerful tool to have yeah. to get through in life. Yeah. Most times people come to us when, they have, when they're having difficulties with reading or, or math. Um, they have someone in their life that they can, can help shepherd them towards us. Um, they would have a difficult time you know, navigating the, the web and mm -hmm. all of those things if they don't read at a sufficient enough level. So we get lots of referrals from family members and they've been encouraged to come and seek out our help they'll give us a call. They'll call the office and say, I, ha I know such and so who needs help. That's, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. You have them call. Um, 
they would schedule an appointment, they would come in and sit down and talk to us. We'll not even do a real long as assessment, but we'll ask them what it is that you want to achieve, um, how, how much of a commitment are you willing to make to it? You know, get to know them. Make right. sure that this is their idea and not somebody else, you know, sort of forcing it on them. Once that's done and we, they realize that um, we can get them some help, um, then we sit down and we do the pre-assessment, find out where they're functioning, whether it's reading or math. Um, we tell them we provide them with books and materials and support from the tutor, the volunteer tutor, mm -hmm. from the staff in the office, the tutor training coordinator. We try to enlist as much family help as, as possible too because that all helps. Right. Um, and then this is what it is. It costs you nothing but some time. You willing to put in the time? I can find somebody who can help you. Right. And it's as simple as that. Do you ever get pushback like to where students like, I don't think this is for me, but mm -hmm. you know it is. Yeah. How do you handle that situation? I, you have to remember, they're adults. They get to make these choices. Mm -hmm. What I do is, okay, I understand it may not be for you right at this very moment. Um, now is not the right time. It's okay. Mm -hmm. We'll be here. When you get around to, you know, this becomes important to uh, enough to you again, we'll be here and we'll find a volunteer to work with you. Um, it has to be something that they're self-motivated to do and we realize that they have you know life you know children other things going on and things get in the way it's okay right um, what we try to do is make sure that the the lessons that we're providing the, the reading the math are, are relevant to their life you know mm -hmm. we demonstrate or um, explain to them well you need to know how to do math in order to you know calculate the cost of you know, living. Right. Um, you have to be able to read to be, when it comes to your prescription medications, you need to, you know, there are times when you need to be able to read mm -hmm. um, and for yourself, not just have somebody read to you. You know, it's the same thing with our English language learners when they have children who do the interpretations for them, right. the translation for them. Well, if the kid's in trouble and they're in front of, and the kid's doing the translating, the parent may not get the real deal. Exactly. You know? That was my next question. <laughs> yeah. you, say, mm -hmm. you mentioned like people coming from other countries yeah. where sometimes the ki the children learn English very quickly because yes. their minds are like a sponge yep. absorbing everything. Mm -hmm. Would they come to, would they sometimes recommend their parents to take this yeah. opportunity? But they can manipulate a little oh, bit yeah. because the parents might not un fully mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm. and it can be taken in a different light. So with the schools being the way that they are, we know where the parents are. Okay. So we sort of seek them out and make sure that they um, learn to speak English at a sufficient enough level. Some of the teachers, the teachers in, in the school districts around here will, you know, let us know this is something that we need. We, we've providing um, English language classes for the Upper Marion School District in the evening. We have an ESL class running and in the daytime at Bridgeport Elementary. We started those for that very same reason because the teachers were finding that the, some of the kids were having some difficulties um, and they couldn't make the, the jump when it was time to talk to the parents about you know the issues that the kids were having in class because they didn't speak English. So. Hence, we, we did a little outreach and we, we partnered up with them and started providing English language. It's just basics, survival, and we explained to the parents that your kids are in school all day. They're learning English at a speed that we cannot even fathom as adults. Right. In order to keep up, 
You need to be able to speak English. Right. So we encourage them to, to come do that. You know, I try to, when I meet all of these folks, whether they're English language learners or adult basic ed um, students, I try to make them feel as comfortable as possible. You know, they, they come in as strangers and adult learners, and by the time, if they spend any amount of time with me and in our program, they become friends and family. Right. So I want the best for them. Well, you mentioned ESO here in Upper Mary. What What's the acronym ESO stand for? ESL. Oh, ESL. I'm ESL. Sorry. It's okay. Um, it's English as a second language. Oh, okay. Um, there's many acronyms for it, but that's the simplest. English as a second it's language. English. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. And mm -hmm. it's right here in Upper Mary. In Upper Mary, yep. We offer one at the middle school and at Bridgeport Elementary. Teresa, I know we got a little bit of background on the organization. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the volunteers and mm -hmm. students that are looking to get involved. Mm -hmm. I know you told me earlier that you're the only full-time employee. Yes. But where is the funding coming from? Well, we get funding from, for the most part, from uh, grant making, grant oh. writing from foundations. We write grants, submit them, we get some funding. We get a part of our funding from the federal government, and that supports our EL civics, and you know, help folks get ready for citizenship and working in this country, et cetera, et cetera. But it's a small part. Uh, we don't do the traditional fundraising because it's just, you know, our staff is too small. small. We don't have a person that can be de dedicated full-time to just fundraising. So we have a small budget. We do a lot on a little budget. We can always use community support in the form of financial support, um, coming in to do um, different types of jobs, different volunteer opportunities, um, pro bono, um, working on our website, working on um, the marketing piece, uh, volunteering on our board, you know, mm -hmm. to help us uh, fundraise in that way. Um, the work is important. It deserves uh, the, the funds and the, um, the attention of the community mm -hmm. um, because uh, an educated society is one that's lifted just a hair higher than one that's not educated. You know, you nice. don't have so many people dependent. That's true. You know, it helps with the workforce. And employers in the community are looking for the best trained, the most educated um, employees that they can get. And supporting literacy programs where you can help adults reach their highest goals, mm -hmm. um, become their highest selves. Um, they become better employees, you know. So everybody benefits when we all are functioning at a higher literacy level. Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned the website. Mm -hmm. um, is there a lot of traffic that goes to it, and how would someone watching this program get to it? Okay. They would go to uh, www.lcnlit. That's Larry Charles Nancy Larry Ivan Tom dot org. Okay. And they'll find it there. It's not the fanciest web website on the planet, but you. This is where we are. We also have a Facebook page, ah. the same way, uh, lcnlit.com, I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, but they can find us on Facebook. They can find us on, we, we have a Twitter feed. Oh. Um, so we get some traffic. Um, we would like to get more. We, uh, they can always call the office and someone right. will be there to answer. Um, so. Is there a questionnaire that's on the website? Like if you went to the website, what would you actually find? On the website, there is a tab at the top um, for uh, tutors, mm -hmm. so it has a drop down where you can get information about the upcoming tutor training workshops, which we offer four times a year. They can sign up for for one, or however it fits their schedule. schedule. Um, 
Then there's other information on there about the, the kinds of students that we serve, um, the problem with um, the issue of adult literacy and how it's important. Um, it's a little thing, yeah, but we can always use some more content to, to add up there. We try, right now we're working on getting some of our students who have achieved. Um, one, one of our students just recently won a contest at the community college for her poetry, so oh, we're going to be publishing that. That's fantastic. We take pictures all the time because mm -hmm. we like to brag on our students when they get <laughs> jobs and you know, when they achieve whatever goal, you know, we've awesome. had several students become citizens and that's always a big deal. Yes. When they, you know, get sworn in and they take their oath of allegiance, you know, we make it, you know, a big deal yeah. out of it. Go it's down a special for this. occasion. It's a, it's a real special occasion. Um, so we, we, it's just like, we try to have our website become almost like a, a family photo album. We want to brag uh, on our students yeah. and make, the community aware that it is not just about you know the immigrant population and what it's not doing or doing in the community they're part of the fabric of the community and if you get to know them your life is better for it yeah, that, yeah. that's fantastic mm -hmm. i mean that that's why i i was curious to you mentioned awareness mm -hmm. are you doing anything to make it more especially in the community so people are aware that mm -hmm. there is help that mm -hmm people need to yes. reach out. I know we mentioned a website, but there are, yeah. are there other tools? Yeah, we have a banner that we hang, the, the borough hangs up on Main Street or uh, one of the major thoroughfares in town. Um, they hang it up so that they can see our logo and a phone number. So if they can't read anything else, they'll recognize the numbers, the, the numbers and they can call and get help. Um, we do things like this, you know, go on TV uh, and, and just talk to, to people. I'm usually out and about, That's you good. know, um, with my community partners, we uh, participate in a lot of events. The Zoo Day, I go there when um, just to do some outreach, just to talk to people about and, and let them know about our programs. Um, we're still the best kept secret in Norristown. <laughs> we're working on beefing up our marketing, um, but that wasn't where it, the marketing piece doesn't necessarily feed my soul. Um, we get a lot of word of mouth that's good. So when the students come and they get what they need, they go and tell other folks. And that's been the basic. Right. It's the best kind of referral yes. as far as I'm concerned. Yes, word of mouth. But um, to get the community, the community at large who aren't necessarily in need of our services, but, like, but would like to um, support the work that we're doing, Yes, that's what we need to work on and get, getting the word out um, amongst them. So we, we try. Yeah, that, that's why I was curious if you had an annual event uh, mm -hmm. just to reach out to people to let them know like every fall. Or yeah, in the fall, oh. we always have an international dinner. Oh, okay. um, we invite the students who come from everywhere to bring a dish. It's like a potluck. So they bring a dish of the foods that is representative of their country, and we get to sample and mix and mingle, and we talk to folks that we wouldn't necessarily get to talk to. I get to eat, which, and I enjoy that immensely, because <laughs> um, I get to try foods that I wouldn't have ordinarily have been exposed to, and it's just a good night. We, we um, advertise that, you know, it's, it's open to everyone. We have our tutor students, the pairs come in, um, the international students, we have them come in, um, 
and we invite them to bring their friends and their family, you know, it, but it's open to the community at large, the more the merrier. Right, and you have an enrollment of over 200 people, so yes. it's a nice size group. It's a nice size group, yes. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a lot of uh, mixing and mingling. Yes, there's a lot of mixing. <laughs> yeah, well, we try to encourage all of the students, especially the English language learners, yes. to um, talk to each other. And since nine times out of ten, the only language they're going to have in common is English. They get to practice, you know. Well, being the executive director, this is the million dollar question. Mm -hmm. In a perfect world, what do you expect for your organization in the future? Well, my hope is to, never, to not have to have a need for what we do anymore, that everybody has been able to learn to speak English, and the adult learners who are you know, basic level learners don't need our services anymore. But in the meanwhile, um, the goal is to be able to serve more people. Um, we need to be in a, a larger facility so that we can offer more programs. We, we live in a digital age now where people need to learn how to navigate the web, mm -hmm. um, use the, the technology that's available to us, and they need to have a measure of liter literacy to be able to navigate all of that. So um, offering um, what do we call just-in-time okay. kind of programs. You know, I don't know what those are, but I like to be able to say, you know, okay, we have a group of people who are interested in learning X, Y, and Z. I would like to be able to say, okay, this is the place that you come to to learn that. That's, that's the goal, is to get to that point where we can you know, have a menu of things to offer. Um, whatever the need is. Learning is lifelong. Just like this week is, is volunteer week. Yes. Learning never stops. As long as you're living, you're learning. That is so true. Mm -hmm. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Teresa Oliver, it's the, she is the Executive Director of the Literacy Council of Norristown. We'd like to thank you for being our guest here today it's from all of us pleasure. here at UMGA Television. Thank you. Thank you. From all of us here at UMGA Television, thank you for watching this edition of Community Connections. I'm your host, Chuck Curlin. Farewell. Farewell.